you know, it's not necessarily about a toilet that uses not a lot of water when you flush it, though it is, but there's like, there's a lot of other things that go into the, to the word sustainable. And I think the story, like that story, those stories somehow got lost along the way. And that's what I, we definitely want to tell people and educate people on. Welcome to Business with Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Molly Stillman of Still Being Molly. And this show is all about bringing you the stories behind the brands, the companies, and small businesses that are changing the world. Each week, I get to sit down with an entrepreneur, a CEO, a nonprofit director, a community leader, or just an incredible person who is trying to make a difference not only through their personal life, but also with their career. My goal with this show is to show you, the listener, that wherever you are, you can make an impact. My guests this week are Nicole Boynton and Kara Livingston. They are the founders of Hand Me Up. From high school friends going through each other's closets for outfits to wear to the next party, to mom life friends going through their kids' closets to keep their growing kids clothed, they have been friends through many ages and stages of life, navigating high school, college, married life, and now motherhood. When they started blogging, podcasting, and making planners as the duo Simply Whole Moms, Kara and Nicole talked to a lot of mothers, and one thing they discovered is the power of moms to completely change the world. And somewhere along the journey, the idea hit us for Hand Me Up, and they knew they could make an impact. Hand Me Up offers curated, pre-loved capsule bags for kids, and their replay line, Dolls and Accessories, made from upcycled kids' clothing, allows parents to ethically swap, change out, and shop kids' clothing and keep things out of the landfill. This is such an innovative idea. As a mom myself, I'm so excited about it, and I was so excited to sit down and talk with Kara and Nicole about it. But before I get to my episode and the conversation I had with Kara and Nicole, I want to thank our partner of the show, and that is Mama Suds. Are you looking to clean up your household cleaning products this year? Mama Suds is here to help. The best way is to simply start with one product. Every time you run out of a specific cleaning product, just replace it with a non-toxic one. Another tip is to purchase a product that has multiple uses. The Mama Suds collection has so many multi-use products like Castile soap, the toilet bombs, or their all-purpose cleaner. Their blog has a ton of great tips and a Castile soap recipe that you can print and make a ton of your own effective cleaners. Give them a try at mamasuds.com. That's M-A-M-A-S-U-D-S.com. And don't forget to use the coupon code MOLLY for 15% off your order. Now on to my conversation with Kara and Nicole. Nicole and Kara, I'm so excited. Welcome to the show. Thanks for Thank having you. us. Thank I'm you. Excited too. Thank you so much for being here. This is going to be so much fun. Selfishly, I'm just really excited to talk to you because what you guys are doing is something that... Um, so and we'll get into this, but my friends and I over the years have done like clothing swaps and things like that. And I'm always like, I just wish somebody would like start a business around this kind of thing. And, um, and then you went and did. So, um, (laughs) I'm just really excited about it. So before we get into all of it and everything that you guys are doing and what hand me up is and does, uh, let's introduce you. So, uh, Kara, I'm going to have you go first. Give us the Kara 101. Who are you? What do you do? How'd you get to where you are today? Oh man. Um, yeah, I am a mom. That's probably my favorite thing I get to do right now. And I have two little ones. They're, um, six and five right now. And I run him up with my best friends, which is also awesome and super fun. 
Yeah, I don't know. know. These questions are so hard when you have to talk about yourself. I need to practice my own personal elevator pitch. So I had some time in corporate America and then started having babies and was like, I actually don't want to work, which was not my life plan at all. And that was kind of how I landed into doing this with Nicole as I started blogging and podcasting, just mostly just to keep my brain sharp. Like I was, there was an element of being a stay-at-home mom that was somewhat boring to me. And so that's kind of how, how I landed into doing Hand Me Up and what we're doing with that, with that now. What so did you, what did you do in corporate America? I did marketing mostly. Um, yeah. Towards the end of my career, I did product development and um, like project management, which is probably where most of my career would have been spent if I had stayed in corporate America. That was kind of the path I left that I was going down. And I was definitely like wanting the big career, like the climbing the corporate ladder. I was definitely trying to do all of that. Yeah. Um, I'm always and- fascinated by, especially like, on what entrepreneurs uh paths to entrepreneurship were and mm-hmm. uh it's always really interesting to me to see like uh you know kind of parallels and experience or ways that you've taken past job experience and applied them to whatever like venture uh people go into so that 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 part is always just very interesting to me and so you left corporate America and you were mm-hmm. a stay-at-home mom. Don't ever use the phrase, I was just a stay-at-home mom. I have very big strong... <laughs> Did I say that? No. I try not to say that. No, Did I say that? No, you didn't. But I'm just, <laughs> I wasn't sure if you were even tempted to, or if anyone at home listening is like, I'm just a stay-at-home mom. And I have very big feelings about that. Don't ever say that. <laughs> I wasn't reprimanding like, no. you. No, <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> yes. Amen. Amen. You learn so many, you, you're like, you know, like scheduler, planner, accountant, doctor, you just you gain many skills. Um, okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, my, I, like when I started, (laughs) I, I, the staying at home was never the plan. Like literally when we got married, my husband was raised in more of like a traditional life. And so that was what he wanted for me, so to speak. And so we had to have like a conversation, like I'm not, I'm not going to be doing that. And so when I, wanted to, it was like this huge identity shift. Like I had yeah. spent years working towards not doing that. And I'm like, I can't, I, I want to be at home with them. I just like, this is not what I want for my life. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Like, I think being a stay at home mom, it's one of, it's like, well, not to be cheesy, but I think it's God's work. Like it just yeah. is, it is, it is hard, hard work. And for me, like there was just such an identity shift that I needed like to be tethered to like something outside of the home because mm-hmm. it was such a big switch for me. Um, mind like I was drowning in my own identity there for a little while. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm with you. I think a lot of people relate to that. Nicole, what about you? Yes, Give us the Nicole I, 101. Okay. Well, um, Karen, and I've been friends for like 20 years now. Is that right? A long time. Yeah. yeah a really long time. Um, we met in high school. I just turned 35, which is kind of crazy. Like, like yesterday. Two day, was yeah. like yesterday. Oh, I don't know. A lot of days happened. Two happen. days ago. Two, two days, days ago. happened. Um, married to my high school sweetheart who Carrie introduced me to. And then I have two girls who are now six and eight and I swear getting bigger by the minute and I'm not okay with it. I'm feeling really bad because I didn't mention my husband. <laughs> oh, Kara, oh, it's fine. We all, we know he, he was there. He was there. He, the children didn't just appear. We know how they got there. That's right. Thank you. <laughs> I keep going. Sorry. Uh, you're good. Um, I started out as a teacher and yeah. I taught for a couple of years and 
I'm a little bit of what Kara calls like a bleeding heart. So kind of anything I do, I like do full tilt. Um, so teaching kind of took a lot out of me. I taught and coached and I did it like full tilt before I had kids. And once we decided we wanted to have kids, I was like, I can't possibly do both of those things to the best of my ability and continue to be a great wife. So I worked for my parents for a little bit um, and did some like graphic design on computers for them. And then I just decided to be a stay not just be, but be a stay-at-home mom from that point forward because yeah. it it really is so hands-on, like sensory activities and taking them to play dates and stuff like that. And I really wanted to just pour everything I had into that. And then Kara kept nudging me, being like, Hey, you should blog, you should blog. And I was like, I'm very interested in ethical fashion. And I was like, nobody wants to read what I have to say. And so she mm-hmm. took me on a date to Whole Foods one day and was like, Hey, what if we do it together? <laughs> and what if we start a podcast? And I was like, you're crazy, but okay, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what I've been doing for the past three years now is yeah. working with Kara. And so you guys started the blog and podcast. What is it called for everybody? <laughs> Oh, well, it's still, we're not doing it anymore. Um, that's what we did before we opened Hand Me Up. And really, oh, I didn't what, realize that you like closed wow. that chapter we, to start. We it. closed okay. it. All right. It was called Simply Whole Moms. We both have autoimmune diseases. And um, I am a nutritionist by like, by training, but it was kind of like a side thing I did for years. And so it was a lot of that, like how to simplify your life as a mom. And it's really what inspired the company that we run now is like, we were just, I mean, as you know, like we were in our Instagram DMing every day with moms and like, like really had like a heart for them and like a pulse on what they were doing. And so that's kind of where like the business idea was born out of. And so, yeah, when we started Hand Me Up, we, we closed that chapter completely and just um, moved forward with the business. So, yeah. Okay. So let's get into Hand Me Up because like I said, what I think as a mom myself, this is brilliant. So for people who are like, okay, what are, what are we talking about here? Tell mm-hmm. us all about Hand Me Up. Okay. Yeah, we'd love to. It is... Um, Basically, what we do is we send you a capsule clothes, capsule kids clothes bag. So capsule means like kind of all the pieces are interchangeable. They all kind of go together, but it's made out of pre-loved clothes. So kids, kids clothes that have been worn before. So we pick it all out for you. You don't have to do any of the work. Um, You tell us size and climate, and you can even fill out a quiz and give us like some more detail about your kids. And we just send you a wardrobe, essentially three tops, three bottoms and what we call a bonus item. And if you want to send us your kids clothes back, we'll give you $10 off your next bag. So it's kind of, we're just trying to do this like circular hand me, like we would love it to be a worldwide hand me down project. So that's, that's kind of the bread and butter of the business, I guess. And so where did the idea come from? Well, you know, it's, it's funny. We, we knew we wanted to open a business. And so we were throwing around a lot of ideas. And one morning I'm just laying in bed and kind of the original concept was like, kind of like a stitch fix or whatever out of used kids clothes. Mm -hmm. And when I presented it to her, that was when she kind of like started filling in the holes of um, you know, we take, there's a lot of clothes we can't hand down, like that have a stain. Like we have a pretty rigorous standard for what goes in the bag. Uh, especially Nicole does. I'm like, Nicole, that's fine. And she's like, nope, nope. nope. Um, so like we take those pieces and upcycle them into dolls and headbands and things like that. So like she started kind of filling in and we have a charitable donation side to the business. And, and that's where Nicole kind of started making it 
more of like an end-to-end concept. So yeah. Yeah. That's how it Another. was just born in bed one morning. Yeah. I was laying in bed one morning and I was like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, this would work. So and it was another coffee date she took me on and was like, how about this idea? And again, I was like, yes, let's do it. This is totally me. Like we were going down a path with another concept. We were. We were. And I was like, I don't know why, but I just, this like literally just landed in my head this morning and I, don't hate me, but I've got to at least present it to you. And she loved it. And that was, that was pretty much it. Oh, I think it's brilliant. So I am the person who, while I, this is not an area I am skilled in, it's an er area I am fascinated in. And that's just logistics. So -hmm. when you get this idea, Mm -hmm. where did you, like, what was the first thing? Did you just start calling friends and be like, Hey, can you give Mm -hmm. me your kids clothes? Like, and then how'd you start? I mean, I have so many questions about the logistics. Do you just have a garage full of used kids clothes? That's exactly what we have right now. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So, all right. So at least I'm a little bit intuitive to this. So walk us us through the logistics of like, okay, you get this idea. You're at a coffee date at Whole Foods. Mm -hmm. What is the next step? What'd you just start doing? So we did, we talked to a lot of moms. So, and we actually, for a while, the other, we compared the other idea to this idea for a while. So we'd go like to coffee with a mom friend. We usually tried to hit up people who were somewhat entrepreneurial minded and we'd present both ideas and pretty much hand over foot. Every single person we talked to was like, you have to do the hand me up, the hand me up idea. Um, so we probably went on like what, 12 coffee dates or something, 10 or 12. And then, and then we finally just pulled the trigger on we're doing hand me up and you, you've nailed it. Exactly. I mean, moms are so generous, first of all, and they're like, moms are just awesome. Like the, yes, they just give us their clothes for, from, for getting us up and running in the business. Yes. Almost everything was just given to us, um, by moms in our city. I, I think people really have a desire to give their stuff somewhere intentional. Mm-hmm. And I think people are starting to realize that like dropping it at Goodwill is not that. Like just, you know, I think people who are like really paying attention when they're doing that are like, Hmm, you know, this isn't making sense to me. Like, where is this going? What is happening here? Um, so, so giving it to us, like most of the time they're really even excited to do Mm -hmm. and super like encouraging when they give it to us. So they come, the clothes come in and we sort them. So we have the stuff that goes into what is our replay line, which is our upcycle line, the stuff that goes into the bags. And then we also have like a charitable donation area, which is essentially teen moms in the city. We've gotten plugged in with um, local organizations that support teen moms. And so we don't donate unless we have like a age, a size, a gender, um, and we make a bag for them oh, to I give to them. Yeah. We, one of our like whys for doing this is, which we didn't realize until really we started is just donation excess. And that a lot of nonprofits in our city are completely underwater with clothes and sorting and finding volunteers to go through things and they don't know where to put the clothes they don't want. And so we, we do not want to contribute to that problem. So every item of clothes, we're trying to put it intentionally somewhere. So yeah, that's pretty much, that's, that's pretty it. much it. We, yeah. we, did do a, we did a beta test too. Yes. Yeah, we did. Wait, people, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. And we got together just what we could from what people had given us in like our closets. We raided our kids' closets Mm -hmm. and did a beta test and had them fill out a survey, um, which was super helpful. Uh Yeah. Yeah. 
what were some of the things you learned from those initial beta testing? Like maybe some things that you thought, oh, we'll do this at first. And then you were like, oh no, this is not going to work at all. And then maybe ideas that were like, oh, we could do this. You know what I mean? Like as you were d- those initial early days of testing this, what were the things you learned both good and bad? The babies. Yeah. The baby size. So we, which we were kind of suspicious, suspicious. Wow. That's a hard word team. <laughs> um, we were kind of suspicious about, but like young sizes, like zero to three months, three to six, six to nine, those really young sizes, um, we're not getting a lot of orders in that size. And what we found in the beta test is that those moms were super particular about the clothes we sent them. So those were that was really the only negative feedback we got was from first-time moms with young kids that are like, no, I don't want this. Like, this isn't what, whereas I think uh, like our bread and butter as we get more and more ramped up is going to be like 2T to 6T, where the parents don't care as much necessarily about what specifically their kids are in and kids aren't necessarily caring yet, which there's edge cases to all of that, my daughter being one of them. But, (laughs) you know, like they, you know, that, that smaller size is not where we're seeing the most volume, but it's funny because that is where we see a lot of the turnover. Mm-hmm. So that's where a lot of the excess clothes are, um, in those are in these younger sizes. In yeah. the younger mm-hmm. sizes. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That is really interesting. Baby showers and people get gifts mm-hmm. and, and they're people. all in great quality. Yeah. yeah. Great quality stuff because they're not wearing it. Mm-hmm. You're exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. That is such a, such, I would never have thought about that, but yeah, I can no, totally. I and it's, it's so funny whenever I have a friend now who is like pregnant or I find out they're having a baby or they're adopting, I always buy things like 12 months and older because you get like all these newborn or like Mm -hmm. zero to three months or zero to six months. And like, I remember when my first daughter was like nine months old, all of a sudden I was like, I don't have anything for her. Um, (laughs) Oh, look at that. Yeah. Yeah. And so suddenly I'm like, oh shoot, I got to go. And you know, and it is funny, like how you say like, and I, if you're a first time mom, bless you. I love you. Mm -hmm. But like by that second kid, I'm like, Amos, I was like, I don't care what he's in. Like, is he clothed? Does he have a diaper on? I don't care. Like, yeah, it can be pink. I I could care less. I could literally care less. Like as long Mm -hmm. as we are out the door on time, which is not going to happen, but I'm going to like, if if he's in a onesie and a diaper, we're good to go. Like, I don't, I really don't care. Whereas like, I look back and like Lily's like baby pictures and, you know, she has all these like matching outfits and matching bows to every single thing. And that's also really hilarious to me because like by the time she was like nine months old, she knew how to remove the bow from her hair. Oh, yeah. Once she learned how to do that, that was it. Like, and then it was like she had opinions. And by the age of like two and a half to three, like she was dressing herself and I remember, and she w- she had strong feelings about like what she oh, was going to wear. Oh, that's my daughter. Yeah, strong, <laughs> strong feelings about what she mm-hmm. was going to wear. And I remember like she would go to preschool and I'm like, her teachers probably think like, and I was just mm-hmm. like, nope, you know what? They probably know her personality at this point. Mm-hmm. But she would roll into school with like, I remember there was one day she had like rainbow striped uh, leggings on. A mm-hmm. like a uh, dress from Hannah Anderson, like one of those like long sleeve dress from Hannah Anderson that uh, like twirls and it had like mm-hmm. unicorns and all these things mm-hmm. on it. Mm-hmm. On top of that, she had mm-hmm. a aerial costume. Yeah. On yeah. top of that, she had um, like a snow white like duster on her. Yep. Then she oh, had yeah. a Moana necklace 
And then there mm-hmm. was like a unicorn horn headband. I mean, there was like a lot going on. We're, we're raising the same child. Yeah. We yeah. are raising the same yeah. child. Yeah. So anyway, so I was like, well, you know, whatever, go to school like that. I don't see if I care. Um, we have a, we have a strict on Tuesday, Thursday, my daughter's not in school yet. And so she can wear whatever she wants. And my husband's always like, you're going to Costco like that. I'm like, yep, yep. <laughs> this is her day. Yep. <laughs> this is her day. She Go can wear whatever she wants. Self-expression. Self-expression. Yes. And now maybe like, she gets it out now. They won't be doing it in high school. That's I what know. I tell myself. Well, <laughs> so, so my daughter's in second grade now. And, um, she still is a little bit like that where sometimes she'll come down like ready and dressed for school and something that I'm like, honey, that I, okay. Like, and in my head, I'm like, that does not match even uh-huh. a little bit, like not even uh-huh. a tiny bit. But she's like, one of the things is that, like, if you ask her, what do you want to do? And she goes, and she's like, I'm going to be a famous fashion designer. And I'm like, we're gonna, oh I know it's very sweet. And I'm like, we got a ways to go, but I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. I love her. And I encourage all the things oh, that she does. Great. Um, okay. So you, you learned some of those things in the early stages of like, all right, baby, baby sizes aren't going to work. Um, what are some of the things that maybe you were like, oh, I hadn't thought about this concept before. Um, but you learned early on that this was something you could implement? I would say Nicole has really, so I think, and this is Nicole's spearheading, but we want to close our own loop, right? So there is a pile of clothes that's pretty significant that just is quote unquote trash, mm-hmm. which we're, re- we're mailing it somewhere to recycle right now. But er, pretty early on, we realized that, like, I think we kind of thought maybe we'll be able to use everything. And no, there's a significant amount, especially depending on like who it comes from. And Nicole has kind of built up this dream of um, making our own fabric out of it. So that Mm -hmm. would be like, that is one huge hole in our business that as we grow, we would love to figure out and have the money to accomplish is how can we make our own fabric and then design our own clothes? And either they go back into the bag or we launch a line of, you know, recycled fabric kids clothes, one or the other, but that's really been her dream. And and, and it really is a big hole that we have. Mm -hmm. We want to close our own loop. And if, if we can close our own loop, who knows what like the limit is for this concept. Like we can repeat it in different types of ways, like for women's clothes or men's clothes or whatever we want to do. Um, if we can close our own loop, that, I mean, would be awesome. So right. Nicole dreamed that up did. sharing your dream. I think that's an recycling. awesome idea. It's really hard to do though. The more you dive mm-hmm. into textile recycling, it's like a whole industry and it's not very big yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think it will grow soon. I'm just like trying to figure out how to grow yeah. here yeah. in our little area. Yeah. Yeah. It is a huge need. And I mean, it's something that has frustrated me to no end. Like where I live, it is very difficult to find textile recycling places. Um, oh, yeah. It's very different or d- very difficult. Um, mm-hmm. South of us about mm, in the city called Apex, which is like, mm, mm-hmm. it's like maybe 45 minutes from where I live. Apex actually has like a community recycle textile recycling program. Um, And I'm like, can y'all bring that up this way? Um, And and part of me is like, can I just like take my stuff down to somebody who I know who lives in Apex? But that's like a whole lot of work. And the the reality is like the challenges that we are facing these days, especially with um, the the textile waste that we are seeing Mm -hmm. from the fashion industry, from fast fashion 
And kids clothes are a huge issue Mm -hmm. um, in that. And, you know, I mean, I do everything I can to buy all of my kids clothes secondhand. And my kids don't really know any difference. Like, even though my daughter's Mm -hmm. in second grade now, like I take them to once upon a child and like they think it's just like the most fun thing ever to be able to like go quote unquote shopping um, Mm -hmm. around once upon a child or, you know, I buy Mm -hmm. things off of Facebook marketplace or local buy sell pages. And then I try to sell their stuff. But I mean, my kids are really at an age now where they are, when they wear their clothes, like they wear their clothes, like all their stuff is stained and has holes. And it's so, it's so hard um, Mm -hmm. to to resell it. And and then I just, I'm like, what am I going to do with these like eight pairs of socks that don't have a match and Mm -hmm. have Mm -hmm. holes in them or these leggings that have holes in them or this sweatshirt that has nine stains on it. It's a huge challenge. Um, and so I love what you guys are doing is is creating opportunities for people to be more intentional with the things that are, you know, in pretty good condition to be able to upcycle them, you know, and then to also educate. Right. Because right. Um, education is key. I mean, so often when we, you know, get rid of things and we just we like you said, drop it off at Goodwill, it becomes like out of sight, out of mind. And we don't realize mm-hmm no, actually like (laughs) this is contributing to a huge, huge issue. Um, so talk a little bit about that, about some of the things that you guys have learned throughout this process that have been maybe a little bit shocking to you. You One of the stats we came across was the average American throws away 70 to 80 pounds per person of textiles a year, Mm -hmm. which is nuts. And I think I didn't realize it until a couple of years ago, but if you throw clothes in the trash, they just go sit in the landfill. Mm-hmm. Um, and even some of these like recycle boxes around town, they're not going to be actually recycled. They're going to be like shipped overseas, which is in and of itself a whole nother issue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, just to go sit in their desert somewhere. Yeah. Um, so so those stats are really shocking to me personally. Um, even knowing some of that before diving in and just like really getting into the nitty-gritty and seeing those stats um was just it's still mind-blowing. Yeah. It was interesting on, um, I'd always heard that, you know, that, mm-hmm. and I'd seen videos of, mm-hmm. you know, heard the, 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 the whole rumor of like, oh, well, a lot of our stuff, unwanted clothes and stuff is just sent overseas. And then other mm-hmm. countries like don't actually want it. And then it just becomes a huge problem for them. And mm-hmm. I'd always heard their that. economy. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, a couple, I mean, I've been to Kenya many, many times, um, but on one of my trips to Kenya, we um, were visiting uh, an area outside of Nairobi, the Dandora dump, which is like one of the largest uh, dumps in East Africa. And um, it might even be the largest dump in Africa. Um, I know it's the largest in East Africa, it might be all of Africa. And it was just as far as the eye could see, just trash and trash and trash. Um, and what would happen is these big trucks, would, I mean, I would st- stood there watching it and these giant trucks would come in and just like empty. But then what would happen is you would see people flock people searching it. and mm-hmm. they would search the things to be able to then sell in the marketplaces. So then we went to one of the marketplaces in the Kibera slum, which is uh, one of the largest slums in East Africa. And you would see all these things that people had then gotten from the landfill and they were selling them in the marketplace trying to earn some money. But it was really interesting because like there was one stand where it was like all it was was T-shirts from the previous year's Super Bowl loser. 
Wow. Because you right. know how they pre-print shirts mm-hmm. and things for the so Super Bowl. So they have them on hand. And it was oh, literally like, uh, it was literally like thousands of t-shirts from the previous year's Super Bowl loser. Um, I mean, things like um, hats for um, like a presidential campaign, a United mm-hmm. States presidential campaign mm-hmm. loser. Um, right. I mean, all right. ki- like just all kinds of things like that. And it was just shocking to see um, mm-hmm. because it's just like, so this is what happens to that stuff. Like it's just then put in a landfill mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then people take it out of a landfill and they try to sell it in, uh, you know, in a market or something like that to, mm-hmm. to p- provide for their family. And it's just like, so that stuff is not out of sight, out of mind. Like it goes a place. Mm-hmm. It, it either goes go and somewhere. like sits mm-hmm. somewhere or then there's somebody trying to, to steal, you know, to, to sell it in order to, um, to make a living. I mean, it's, it's, it's incredible. It's crazy. I think somewhere along the way, the word like sustainability got like, I don't know what happened to it, politicized, gray washed, whatever you want to call it. But like, to me, like that is sustainability to me, like stories like that. That's what I'm like. No, no, no. Like, you have, we have to take care of our own stuff. Like mm-hmm. we have to like close our own loop, so to speak. Like it's not some concept about like, don't use wax paper or whatever it is. Right. Like there's so many big, big things happening. There are yeah. big, big problems that are not like, you know, it's not necessarily about a toilet that uses not a lot of water when you flush it, though it is, but there's like, there's a lot of other things that go into the, to the word sustainable or, or whatever, eco-friendly or whatever. There's a lot that goes. And I think the story, like that story, those stories somehow got lost along the way. And that's what I, we definitely want to tell people and educate people on those kinds of stories. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. I have so many big feelings and thoughts about all of that. (laughs) Yes. Um, and it's interesting to me because so often I will see people who get really wrapped up in, and, and if you're listening and you are one of these people, like do not hear this as like condemnation or anything like that. That is not my heart at all. But just, I think people like misplacing priorities. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, like I'll see people and they get like, really, really, really fixated on, um, you know, uh, like purchasing only like green products and things like that. And like, I Mm -hmm. love the earth. I live on a farm. I care about these things like big time, (laughs) but then they are like also constantly shopping from H and M and forever Mm -hmm. 21. Mm -hmm. And I see Mm -hmm. like gap and American Eagle. And they're like posting all these things constantly. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like, do you have Mm -hmm. any idea? Like, and Mm -hmm. I, I I don't say anything. Like, I'm just not that kind of person, but I just think about that and I'm just go, ah, yeah, yeah, yes. It's a huge, it's a huge, huge issue. But you know, when I, and I've, I've probably talked about this ad nauseum on this show is when people ask me, and I'm sure that you guys say this because of starting a business that you did when people say, okay, well, I want to live more sustainably or I, I want to shop more ethically. Um, but this feels really overwhelming. And because mm-hmm. it is, yeah. it's like, and I try to mm-hmm. tell me, I'm like, guys, I've been on this journey for like 11 years now. So like, this is, this mm-hmm. started for me in the summer of 2011 and it did not ha- change completely overnight. I was still mm-hmm. shopping from fast fashion, uh, brands and like 2013. Um, but it was a slow process over the couple mm-hmm. of years overhauling, you know, my habits and, and my, all those things. And, mm-hmm. but the, the thing I always tell people is like, you have to start with one area. That's right. Right. right one right. area. 
And I said, if you don't have kids, start with like shoes or like jewelry. Yeah. Pick, pick jewelry is really an easier one. So yeah. easy. Mm-hmm. Bags, mm-hmm. super mm-hmm. easy. Like mm-hmm. categories yeah. where there's just a plethora mm-hmm. of ethical brands that are as on trend, if not better. High quality, well-made, beautiful, heirloom type things. Classic, going to be in style forever. Um, Right. But if you do have kids, the thing I always say is start with kids clothes. Start with your kids clothes and just shop secondhand. One, it's cheaper because kids clothes be expensive. (laughs) Yeah, they be expensive. Sometimes I've come across stuff and I go, you want what for what? I know, I know. I know. I'm with you on that. And then it's like one Play-Doh play later and it's trash. Oh, my God. That happened. Don't even get me started. The one time I broke my own rule. I'm going to digress and tell this quick story. The one time I broke my own rule and I like I had searched and searched for like a cute Christmas dress for my daughter mm-hmm. on thread up. And I'd like looked at all these different places. I just couldn't find what I was looking for. And I was like, fine. And I went to Target Actually, tar- I mean, Target's improved a lot, but it's, so it's mm-hmm. like the lesser of the evils. So I, I, but I went to Target and I bought this like really cute, like tool red, like sequin uh, mm-hmm. Christmas dress. Mm-hmm. And it was just beautiful. And it was like, you know, $39.99. We have a lot of these in Hammy and yes, right I now. <laughs> I loved it so much. It was so beautiful. The first time she wore it, slime. Oh no! All over it. Oh yeah, it's not worth it. Don't even try. Slime is banned Mm -hmm. in my house. I don't know about Mm -hmm. y'all parents. We don't do it either. I can't do the slime. I'm like my kids are obsessed with slime, and I'm like keep it at school. I don't care outside. It's not allowed in my house because it gets in the carpet and it gets on your sequin tool dress and And every tiny little nook and cranny of the dress has slime in it. And guess what you (laughs) can't get out? It's It's trash. trash. Yeah, it's trash. Yeah, 100%. Oh, it took everything in me to be like, oh, I spent forty dollars on my dress. Slime in it. I know. Send it um, to us. It would make a cute doll. You know yeah, what I did? Doll. You know what I did was I made her wear it on Christmas with slime all in it, and she was like, Mom, why would you? And I was like, I bought you this dress. It's forty dollars. I don't care that it has slime all in it. You're wearing it. Um, You're wearing anyway, it. so I digress. All of that to say is start with kids' clothes. Like it's the it's mm-hmm. the easiest thing it is to start, easier. start with. Mm-hmm. Um. So I'm curious, like in your own experiences, what were the things that like were really difficult for you to change over in your habits? Well, I'm I'm like further I'm I'm behind Nicole. So like I I, Nicole, I don't you when did you start your ethical journey? It was like college. Yeah. So and and I would buy from her like she would sell. um, She was the fellow for Seiko and I would and I was supportive of her business, but I wasn't necessarily. So I'm like behind and really I'm probably in the phase where I am mostly just consuming secondhand and jewelry and bags. Uh, That's probably where I am. I just bought my first like expensive um, which was majorly on sale. That's so cute. But I just bought my first like two expensive ethical items that are like capsule wardrobe. And I'm like trying to start, I'm, I'm like, I'm back behind. Yeah. Um, so for, for me, for sure, the hardest habit to change is target. Um, like just the experience of going. Mm -hmm. And I mean, like it, that got me through the first few years of my kid's life, Mm -hmm. like just being able to go with them in a cart or sneak out alone after they went to bed and like, just 
they have created a shopping experience and it is definitely targeted at motherhood <laughs> and it, it fueled my soul. A lot. Yeah. And so that is, I mean, and even like this last, my last birthday, my mom was like, do you want to go to target and I'll just buy you whatever you want. And that can be your birthday present. And I was like, yeah, I do. <laughs> And what's hilarious is I ended up taking quite a bit of it back because it started falling apart Mm. and I had only worn it like once or twice. And I'm like, I'm returning this. I'm not, this is ridiculous. I'm not keeping these items. So I'm, I'm further, I'm in the early, early phase, but for me, for sure target. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I feel kind of, this is interesting considering this is what I do for my business, but I feel like I still struggle to buy all my kids clothes secondhand. Because I think I started my journey in college. So I worked on my wardrobe and my consumption habits. And then I had kids and I was like, mm-hmm. what I wanted to do, I didn't know a lot about secondhand, honestly. Like I, that wasn't something I knew a lot about of until I started talking to friends. Um, I knew about clothing swaps, but not like for children in general. Right. And so I would look for ethical brands to buy kids clothes first versus like going to once upon a child because I didn't really know about it when I first had them. And so I would say that Target loops into that for sure because it is such an easy thing to throw your kid in the stroller. You go through, you buy some onesies and then you're like home. So that's, I'm still working on the kids' closets for sure. I feel like I have a pretty good grasp on shopping my own closet now. I have some of those like staple pieces I really like. um, And I know my brands that I really like if I do need to buy something new. But what I'm focusing on more now is like trying not to, buy much new stuff from my closet in general. So, well, and now you're, which is super interesting. Your daughter is old enough to have opinions Mm -hmm. and she does like, she, she likes certain things and she likes certain brands and looks. And, and so now you're like having to educate her on what, which is, it's (laughs) been super interesting to watch her daughter's a whip. Like she's super smart. And she understands our business already and everything. And, and it's just been interesting to watch. Like, you know, she really wanted this particular purse for Christmas. Oh, if you don't mind me telling the oh, story. But, well, and so like, and, it sounds so bougie. No, no, no. She, well, she knows what she likes. I love that about Go, her. girl. Yeah, she does. And, and like, you know, you're kind of like in this place where it's like, what do you do here as a parent? Like, and, and this happens like with toys, it happens with everything, like mm-hmm. just the overconsumption in general, as a parent, it is hard. Like, okay, you want the new Paw Patrol plastic uh, crappy toys for Christmas? Like, what, what do you like? This is where like push comes to shove with the consumption. And part of me always goes back to like, if we can model this healthy in our own home, if we can explain even just as simple as the finances behind it, um, like even if I can just get them to grasp overconsumption as a concept, as a child, like I, I do feel like the ethical piece will come as they get older and can process more. But like I, so, since Christmas, it's a conversation we've had a ton about overconsumption, like wanting, they, they're wanting more after Christmas. Like, well, but I need the thing that goes with the thing that, that goes with the accessory. And right. I'm like, no, like, you know, like, let me explain this to you. I don't know. That was a rant. But. No, no. Well, my older, my older daughter that she's talking about, she wants to be a fashion designer. So yeah. She's yeah. similar she's to what you're describing. Yeah. But she is very interested when I brought it up to her about like, Emma, do you know who made your dress? Mm-hmm. And she's like, so cool. what do you mean? I was like, well, who do you think made that? She's like, oh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And so I took the time to show her like some of the images of like, this is what a garment factory might look like. I don't know where yours came from in particular, but we got to start thinking about 
where our stuff came from. And she thought that was like so cool. Mm-hmm. So I think if we can start planting those seeds earlier, um, mm-hmm. it's pretty good. But yeah, I, I really do. I want to take her to like once upon a child. I'm, I'm having to educate my husband on this too. Cause he's like secondhand to him is like, wait, what? Oh, yeah. Like, oh yeah. He doesn't understand it like at all. So <laughs> people re-wear people's clothes. Like, wear someone else's clothing. And I'm like, babe, because he has like five shirts and five pants. And that's all he wears. Yeah. Like, and they're blue. And they're all the same color. <laughs> yeah. Like, he just doesn't understand. Men. Men. I have, I have trained him. Sweet thing. He now makes a pile in my closet of stuff, like his jeans that ripped uh-huh. or his shirt that We've ripped used that some of them he's been throwing in the trash and I'll go pick them up out of the trash. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, these are going away to be recycled. We're using them. Yeah. So he now makes a pile in my closet. <laughs> yeah. I actually really love um, Madewell's denim recycling program. Yeah. So oh, yeah, I, I've used I, it. Yeah. I take all my jeans Same. to Madewell now. Same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do good. There's uh, blue jeans go green. You can just print off a label and ship all your jeans. To what them was too. the thing we did where we made shoes out of denim? Oh, Soul Hope. Do you know about Soul yeah, Hope? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they make shoes out of sh- denim too. We had a shoe party one time. <laughs> yeah, there are so yeah. many options now. And I really do, I, I get excited when I think about like where the industry is going and how we're going to yeah. see more and more of these things coming mm-hmm. out um, and and be, being more mainstream. Um, mm-hmm. okay. So obviously, uh, for any parent that is listening, um, how can they go about sending their stuff to you shopping, hand me up? Um, how can, what, what's the process look like? You can start wherever you want in the sense that if you want a bag right now, like you need your daughter needs clothes, you can just go order a bag. Um, if you want to send us clothes before you order your bag, so you can have the coupon to get $10 off your bag, you can print one off on our website. It's super easy. Um, there's an area and you just plug in your address and it prints the label and you can put it in a box or a bag or whatever you have and send it, send it to us. And then, yeah, you just go and order. And we just launched, um, add on items. Like if you need a jacket, you can buy a bag and add on a jacket for $8 or, or whatever. It's pretty simple. That is one of our number one goals is we want this to be as easy for a mom as driving through Goodwill is. So like, we're just trying to keep it as simple as possible. And I don't know if we mentioned in the bag you buy from us, we send Mm -hmm. a bag and a return shipping label to us. So like you order your capsule and then if you've already cleaned out the size they grew out of, can throw it back into the bag we already sent you with the label and send it back right to back. us. Or keep it in your laundry room as things, you know, outgrow, just send it right back to us. So I think it's amazing. I can't wait to see how this continues to grow. Uh, I think it's actually absolutely brilliant. Um, the other thing that I know that you guys are big advocates of, um, and this is something that I have actually done with my friends, um, and that's kind of ho- hosting like a clothing swap, whether it's mm-hmm. for your for your clothing or for kids' clothing. I it, actually, if you if you go onto my blog, you have to search in like the archive recesses. I have a whole blog post on ho- hosting a clothing swap. So oh, I think really? you could probably just search "still being Molly clothing swap," and I'm sure it would be on there from a few years ago. I don't remember when, but it was probably like 2014, 2015, somewhere in there. But yeah, my friends and I, we used to do this every single year. We would do, we would host it at somebody's house. Everybody would bring stuff from their closets. They were, they were looking and then we literally divided it around the house by size and category. 
and all this stuff. And then you would just shop. And it wasn't like Mm -hmm. if you brought three items, you could only take three items. It was literally like you could bring one item and then, yeah, it's free for all. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was awesome. And I mean, so I still have some of my favorite pieces from some of those clothing swaps. They're so fun. They're so easy. You have somebody, (laughs) you know, you have somebody kind of like provide some hors d'oeuvres or drinks or something. You make a night of it. You have a girl's night Uh at somebody's house. Oh, it's fun. It's so much fun. And so talk about Mm -hmm. like what it might look like to do a kid's clothing swap. Yeah, very, very similar. Just bring your all of your kids clothes that are they've outgrown and lay them out. I For me, I'm a total extrovert. So I'm like, yeah, everybody bring an hors d'oeuvre. Yeah. Like just bring one hors d'oeuvre. That'd be fine. Whoever's hosting it at their house, provide the booze. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, just the I like the fun thing we've done them actually, or Nicole has hosted where you actually did both. So you brought adult oh, women clothes and kid clothes. You just cleaned out the whole closet. Leave the kids at home. Yeah. Leave the kids at clothes home. And I think they put the kids clothes all in one room. Mm-hmm. So you just, the, it is fun to try on the clothes together as women, like, you know, and see your friend in your dress and be like, wow, you look way better in that. That's banging. Like, you take that <laughs> home with you. Um, so like, I, I don't think, I don't think you have to limit it just to kids clothes or just to women's clothes, but there is no reason why, like, I think once you connect with someone for hand, hand-me-downs, like in those kinds of events, it's like, Oh, you have a boy that's a year older than my boy. Like I will come pick clothes up off your porch indefinitely. <laughs> like, you yeah. know, it connects people to realizing that they have kids that are the same size that maybe didn't know each other, friends of friends that you could hand down to. And like I said at the beginning, like moms are awesome. Mm-hmm. Like they want to give their stuff away. Yeah. Like they really do. Um, so yeah, it's a fun night. I yeah. highly recommend it. And I do think if you wanted one centered around children, one of the things our goal this year is to do like a costume swap. Yeah. Oh, Halloween. genius. Yeah. Genius. Mm-hmm. Dress up, dress up clothes. <laughs> and and just keep it all so simple. Like I do not like the ones where it's like you have to pay, you know, ten dollars to bring, come. bring 10 items so that you can take 10 items. Like to keep it simple for moms, it would just be like bring all your costumes. And that one I think would be fun to have kids come to. Um, oh yeah, stressful. But um, you could do like a, a runway. Yeah. Oh my god! As long as they don't so want fun. the same one, <laughs> just put some painters tape down on the ground <laughs> and just like here it is. Play some Frozen. I love it. You're ready to rock. It's in it's in Kanto in our house. Okay, That's okay. Right. it's in Kanto. Let's be That's honest. Right. We don't talk about Bruno. We also don't talk about. <laughs> so annoying. It's That's so right. annoying. Oh my my daughter currently won't clean her room without Encanto playing. Like it's like a thing now. And so I'm constantly debating like, do I want to hear Encanto or do I want the room clean? Which have, one do I want? I have a confession <laughs> to make. I listen to Encanto by choice. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It gets stuck in my head so um, bad. Surface pressure is <laughs> that's a good one. A um good one. okay. Anyway, I could digress and talk about how deep that song is and oh, how is. uh Louisa oh, yeah. is uh the real MVP. Uh but people who so have not true. seen Encanto are like, what are you talking about? And I'm gonna be it's I'm so just gonna say to you should go watch it because it's yeah, Lin Manuel Miranda's genius. Um, uh-huh. anyway, uh, this is fantastic. Okay. So, uh, it's handmeup.com.org.com. Handmeupshop.com. Forgive me, okay. folks. <laughs> Handmeupshop.com. You can go there. You can get your capsule bag. You can, uh, send your kids clothes. 
you know, maybe this is something here at the beginning of the year. This is, you know, kind of a goal maybe that you have or an intention for 2022 is to just, you know, be more thoughtful, be more mindful about uh, your clothing and, and, and where it's going when it, when you're done with it. Um, and just mm-hmm. as you're uh, shopping for your kids or, or for your family, uh, just being a little bit more intentional. So I will make sure to have all of that information in the show notes for everybody. Uh, Kara and Nicole, before we go, it's time to ask just some fun get to know you questions. So, oh, wow. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> so, uh, d- don't be nervous. Don't be nervous. I promise. Um, these are f- just, just fun. So, uh, question number one is, uh, what are your favorite kids clothing brands? Like when you get something in the mail, you're like, Oh yes. Love these for my kids. Oh my goodness. I, I was going to say, let's answer for each other, but, uh, no, I, yeah. Hannah Anderson for <laughs> you. <laughs> Look at us. See, I know her. Hannah Anderson. Mine is grandmother. Just grandmother, period. Grandmother buying it. Oh, that's, I was like, what? I've never heard of that brand. Just the grandmother purchasing it. I'm not a big shopper. So I'm like, if you will buy it, that's great. I love it. I am also a big Hannah Anderson fan for my kids um, and tea collection. Tea collection is like one of my favorite kids clothing. Like my kids had so many tea collection. I've like joined all the tea collection buy sell pages so I could buy tea collection uh, uh, secondhand because I I love their stuff so much. It's good. It's good. It's really well made. It's super high quality. It's just it's one of those like I have a lot of things that have been handed up or handed down um, and bought secondhand that have just like worn beautifully. Um, anyway, yeah, big, big fan, big fan. Um, okay. Uh, this is for either one of you. If you want to both answer it, just one of you, if you have an answer for it. Um, if you were to describe uh, true generosity by using an example you have witnessed, what example would you use? Oh, gosh. Big question. I mean, I don't have like a specific example, but I would 100% say emotional generosity is Mm. what I see as generosity right now is when someone's willing to like sit with you in the suck of something and talk to you about it. And to me, that is the most valuable at this point in my life. Like, I don't, I don't feel like people do that well. Mm. That's a good answer. I like that. I don't think I can follow that up. Thanks. (laughs) That's really good. That's really good. Um, what, I don't know if you guys are big readers or TV show watchers, uh, either way, uh, what's the most interesting or best thing you have read or seen this week? I'm laughing because I've been watching a show that Nicole recommended. It's very good. It's called Money Heist. Oh, I've never heard of it. Um, it's on Netflix, Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. And I'm laughing because for like weeks we had been texting about the show because she's already finished it. And I am texting her and I am spelling heist with an F. Over and over and over and over. I don't know. Like it was like something was wrong with my brain. (laughs) And all of a sudden I'm like typing it like after, you know, quite a while of doing this. I'm like, I start with an H. What am I doing? I'm like, Nicole, I cannot believe I'm. And she's like, oh, I just thought it was autocorrect, but you really have been spelling it wrong. That's funny. What's it about? I've never heard of it. I think it's like based in Spain. Mm Mm-hmm. It's European. They, they break into, it's like, it's like money heist. Like they break into banks and steal it's money. Like so well thought out. It's like, not like what of, you would normally think. So of is it kind of like, is it kind of like Ocean's Eleven? Way better. Better, better than Ocean's Eleven. It's, it's very better. good. It's very good. It's very good. Ocean's Eleven is like one of my all-time favorite movies. It's That's up like there. a bold okay, well, statement. Okay. Well, I didn't know that. Maybe. <laughs> no, it's 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 very similar. You yeah, would yeah, love yeah. it if you love Ocean Eleven. It's oh, similar right. concept. Okay. Yeah, it's similar concept. 
and book that everyone has to read okay. Four wins. I just yes, finished. by Kristen Hanna. Yes. Yes. So good. I'm a huge Kristen Hanna fan. I'm a, I'm a like I read constantly. So book books are my like I can sit and talk books all the live long day. But yes, The Four Winds is so good. I'm just yeah, she's a brilliant brilliant writer. She really is. She yeah. really is. She has like helped me refall in love with books as Ugh. an adult mom. So good. She's like writes motherhood so well. So like good. she gives words to how I feel about motherhood that I wouldn't have yeah. if it wasn't for her. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, good. my favorite of hers of all time is the great alone for sure. And then, uh, um, that the nightingale is, uh, mm-hmm. her other, like one of my really favorites of her. One. So, uh, mm-hmm. anyway, Oh, so good. So good. Okay. Uh, what is currently on your most played playlist on Spotify, <laughs> Apple music, whatever. Is it Encanto? I won't judge you. <laughs> no, just, This like, girl is like, so into music. It, you've got to I'm go. Sure it's Avril Lavigne. <laughs> I love it. I have a funny story about Avril Lavigne. I got my first speeding ticket at the uh, age of 16, driving my Ford, my 1993 Ford Escort. It was a five speed nice. manual transmission. Nice. I was I dri- driving home from Ocean City, Maryland, going going from the beach with my friends. And we were going, why do you have to go and make things so complicated? <laughs> I see you in. And boop, boop. <laughs> Boop boop, and I was like, "Oh no, man! Oh man!" Yeah. So every time I not bring up great memories, that's That's literally what I think of every time I hear her name. I go, "Remember that time I got I got a speeding ticket (laughs) ticket. while while listening to Complicated in my Ford Escort." (laughs) Actually, you know what I've been listening to is that song from Sing To by Shawn Mendes. They cover it and sing too. There's nothing holding me back. Oh, yeah, that's song. a good one. That's a good Such one. A good I haven't seen Sing Too yet. Need to see. Need to see. That. Okay, good. that when you're over in Canto, that will be your next soundtrack <laughs> that you will yeah, like. That's it. It's very good. Okay, it's very all right. good. All right, I trust you. Okay, now for my last question, this is a question I ask all my guests, and that is, uh, what does it mean to you to run a business with purpose? I, sh- I actually should have seen that one coming. Oh, right. <laughs> I should have. I, I ask it at the end of every single episode. Way to be on brand. Sorry. Way to be on brand. Right. That was very good. <laughs> I feel like what has been so cool, one, I'm getting to do something that I love to do every day, which is help educate people about ethical fashion, shopping secondhand and textile waste. But the second thing has been watching our kids mm. watch us do this mm-hmm. and ask questions and participate mm-hmm. and get... Um, just get to be a part of it with us, which has been, cause they were like our photo shoot models and mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. they're a huge part of this too. And I think that having a business that we've started together with a purpose and sharing that with our kids is like mm-hmm. the best, the best for me. Yeah. 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 If we can teach them. They can change the world, man. They're <laughs> unstoppable. So good. I'm with you on that. So good. So, so good. Uh, Kara, Nicole, this was so much fun. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for what you're doing. And uh, I can't wait to send you some of my kids' clothes because I got a pile of them, girls. Yeah. Thank you you so much. (laughs) Thank you. Friend, I would love to know what you loved about this episode or something that you learned. Find me on social media. I'm at Still Being Molly or at Business with Purpose Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And don't forget to use that hashtag Business with Purpose Podcast when you're sharing the show with a friend. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. If you are a first time listener of the show, welcome. Be sure to check out the archives for past shows featuring so many incredible entrepreneurs, business owners, community leaders who are changing the world. If you are a regular listener of the show, 
thank you. Thank you for your support. Thank you for tuning in week in and week out. Be sure to head on over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Radio Public, Overcast, Stitcher, basically wherever you get your podcasts. Click that subscribe or follow button. To click that button means you will never miss a new episode of the show. And while you're there, would you take a moment to just leave a review? Would you take a moment to maybe share one of your favorite episodes with a friend? Leaving a review, sharing the show with a friend. It is totally free for you. And it is the biggest help for me in the entire world. You have no idea how much I appreciate it. It just also helps me to know what you're liking and how the show is impacting you. As always, this show is produced by the incredible team at Third Wheel Media. Thank you so much for listening. Now go do something good with purpose on purpose.